this is Jacob Hudson, and you're listening to the New Strength Way podcast, where we guide you through becoming the strongest version of yourself through movement, education, and connection. Now let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the New Strength Way podcast. Today, I've got with me Taylor Nielsen from Industria Eats and Supplements. Uh, these guys, we met a couple of months ago when the coffee shop that I normally go to was shut on the day and I needed somewhere to get coffee. And I met these guys and uh, really love what they're doing down there at Mount Hutton. And they ended up coming on board with our Strongman contest as a major sponsor. And uh, I've spent lots and lots and lots of money there ever since. Uh, so, Tay, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jacob, for having me. Uh, so, first up, let's, uh, let's let everyone in- introduce yourself and a little bit about yourself, what you guys are doing out at Industria, and really, we'll, we'll just take it all from there. Yeah. So, at Industria, we focus on involving healthy food uh, with supplements for your sporting needs. Uh, basically, it comes from... We, I personally have a passion for eating healthy, but I also love delicious food. I like, at times I like my fried food and it's bringing that into a healthy setting so you don't feel like you're lacking on flavour um, and things like that. So that's what we do in the cafe side. Um, on the supplement side, it really is a lot of scientifically backed supplements um, that I've personally used, that my partners personally use, that we love and we feel that will be beneficial for anyone um, in the sporting industry and also just for everyday lifestyle. Um, with my background of Bachelor of Medical Science, I like to think that I know a lot when it comes to the science behind the supplements and guiding you into um, suiting your goals. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and let's let's talk a little bit more, like what was obviously you follow a fairly healthy lifestyle and, and still have that like what we promote is that balance between being able to eat your burgers and uh, enjoy yourself a little bit on the side of that. But what got yourself into training and those sorts of stuff? Um, actually, back in second year uni, every <laughs> every class we had where we had to do science practicals where there was a 20 minute gap in cycles. Um, my friend and I would always go to McDonald's and <laughs> we would have three hour classes and the 20 minute gap we would always use and we'd go to McDonald's and we'd get our burgers and we started feeling absolutely crap and both of us made a pack. We were like, nope, next semester, no McDonald's. We need to get on track. We need to focus on our health. We're doing a Bachelor of Medical Science, for goodness sakes. Like we should be promoting something of health. Uh, so we both decided to download actually the Kayla Itzstein's program and both hated it absolutely yeah okay uh so what was so how did that transform from there so you started with that yeah. there obviously that's uh different to what you're doing now uh how did that how did your own transformation through training go to the point where you went from just wanting to look after your health to wanting to influence other people and help them out with uh you guys are doing meal prep you're doing supplements you're doing a healthy cafe yeah. all that sort of stuff like uh what was the transformation process for yourself with that uh, so basically when i first started training and everything i've just started to feel better once I found what worked for me um, I started feeling better and I felt happier and I thought this would be nice to push on to my, even just my other friends and that's where I started um, it's how I met my partner um, and we started training together it was our way of spending time together because we lived so far apart and we would always train so it was going from there and then realizing you know I've influenced him helped him 
get to where he is today that it would be nice to help others especially when it comes to like um meal prepping just picking up on little lifestyle and eating changes awesome cool and let's uh let's talk about the the start of the business so when did when did you guys first start uh we opened up mid-may uh it was actually a very quick turnaround we I had the idea, I've had the idea for a few years uh, and then at the start of the year I said to my father, I said, you know what, I want to open up a cafe um, and started looking around, kept sending links and then needed a really quick turnover with this cafe so we bought it um, and went from there. So it's kind of been a, a very quick learning process from managing pubs to going to always doing coffee and doing a lot more back-end work than what you really realise when it comes to a business. Yeah, cool. And uh, I remember you told me this a, a few weeks back when we were talking, but was the the inspiration behind uh, you guys combining this cafe with a place to get supplements from was actually from a, a, your own personal story with yeah. uh, going and getting supplements for your partner, Jared, or helping him out with that. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that story? Because I thought that was super cool. Yeah. So uh, a few years ago... Um, my partner, Jared, said to me, he goes, oh, I really need to go to the supplement shop. And I was like, oh, okay, no worries. I was like, can you just get me a goddamn coffee on the way? Like, you know, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. I was working late nights at the pub. So being up anywhere before 10 a.m. was horrendous for me. Um, I hated it. And he was like, okay, no worries. So we used to go drop, uh, go to the coffee shop, pick up a coffee. And then we would do our little run on the Saturday morning. We'd go to three or four different supplement shops because he was living in the bay so we'd travel to Newcastle go around check out a few of the shops buy usually like one product (laughs) for a four-hour trip and then we would go train together Um, and then from there we actually sat down uh, with at with Rena who's our head chef and we're having dinner with her and it was actually when I when I first met her and she goes oh I'm a chef and um, I really love healthy food and I love training and we just go how good would it be you know to have a cafe with healthy food and then the coffee and the supplements all in one spot and it's like the most convenient thing for anyone that kind of wants to be healthy and on the go so yeah I love it and that's super cool how uh it's sometimes that those things just pop up together and it's just like uh particularly like yourself and Rena in that sort of conversation where it's like this just was gonna make sense to to you guys all at the same time when you're having this conversation you're on the same level and I think that's very similar to our own story with myself and Nathan how uh we were working for the same company at the time in in personal training but we had our same beliefs on what we wished was possible within the personal training world and and the uh general fitness community and how we'd like to sort of change that and influence that and because we were so close on that that it was just like oh this just is just gonna happen that we'll do it together at some point uh and those conversations are super cool they're like a interesting like just you you leave that conversation like something's about to happen big uh yeah especially two years ago we when we all sat down for that dinner and it was the first time i ever met rena um it's just crazy to think that we would sit down and then I would get to being able to hire her full-time in September and being like, you're now working with me. And it was just this little tiny idea that we're like, it was a what-if. It was a what-if for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, and then it was a just straight do it. It was either open a business or stay managing pubs and definitely didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Awesome. And... Uh where'd the name come from as well like what did you want to explain like the name of how everything fits together so for ages I was thinking of a name and it really came down to I needed something that would translate um, across a 
cafe name, across a supp- supplement company's name, um, and then also to set myself up for a future, to grow bigger and to go into... Um, I have an, My soft spot is actually sewing, and I love sewing and designing clothes, and eventually it would be to go into a clothing line and to be able to do that, and I wanted a name and a logo that would go with that. Um, so I came up... I came up with industria because it means energy in Latin and I thought that would work really well for, you know, food is your energy, it's your fuel, it's what gets you through the day. And then, you know, a lot of people will say supplements is where it gives you that energy boost from um, your pre-workouts or even your protein um, and things that fuel your body. So I thought that was translated well across um, into our cafe and then I got told by a Brazilian woman that it also means strength and power. And I thought, how fitting. I was like, you know, it has so much growth and so much meaning um, to us. And that's where I decided to come up with that one. I love it. Awesome. And I think one of the things that we could do really uh, valuably for a lot of listeners out of this, uh, this episode is really cover a, a bit of experience around supplements and then also... Um, I guess everyone has a supplement story of like they went into this shop and then yep. they went in for one thing and they came out with six other products that they didn't actually need, but they got sold that it was like, this is the only way that you're going to get the results. Uh, so what, what are maybe, I guess, have you had any like positive or negative experiences in the past there that were, that really influenced the way that you guys now look at uh, the supplement side of the business? Yeah, definitely. I've had real positive ones uh, where the guy will give you every little bit of information that you need and basically you'll only end up with the one product going out and you'll know that it was right for you and I've also been in where all they want to do is sell you either a home brand supplement brand or whatever's selling well or what they think majority of especially for myself the female population is going to want so when I came up when Jared and I came up with the supplement range, we wanted to choose things that were science-based that we both had used and we felt comfortable in selling uh, to bring everyone in to this lifestyle range. I've actually, I've, I've actually turned back people from... St- I've told them not to buy a supplement just because at that time in their lifestyle, I don't think it was necessary. Um, it's the whole pre-workout situation. People seem to think that they need a pre-workout to work out. Just because I'm a supplement store doesn't mean I want to push that. If you want a pre-work and you think it would benefit you then I would look at picking the one that's right for you uh, some people will say that they need a pre-workout and then they tell me that they can't handle one coffee and there's like so so small amount of caffeine so how would you expect to you know take a full pre-workout scoop and have like your 250 to 400 milligrams of caffeine in a scoop it's a bit of a shock to the system um, another thing I've I've seen is a lot of false information comes out. A, a funny one that I read was that if if a supplement has the word oxy in front of it, it must mean it, it's a really good product. Yeah, right. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I always find it funny within <laughs> uh, within like a lot of supplements that they're all always there's kind of two two trends that it's like either it's a really like technical like sciencey sounding yeah. name, so you're like oh this thing must work. It's like, it's got to be science-y. Yeah. Like, uh, or the other thing is like the, like I think Muscle Farm make it like the assault pre-workout, yeah. which I think is quite a nice, uh, quite a good product, but it's like this hardcore sounding uh, yeah. thing where it's like you, you're going like, what are, one of, 
war war machine or there's uh, there's all these names that it's like it's like it's your workout like you're going into war for, for yeah. your workout and it's like it's just a workout man it's not that like not that big a deal uh but it's it's quite funny that that seems to be the two trends that that yeah. are attractive to a lot of people within the supplement space well i find oxy shred and like ehp has appealed so much to women um because of all these instagram fitness influencers that they have been affiliated with EHP since they started. And to think it's the pro- and it was a product that I started on back three, three and a half years ago when I first started getting into supplements. But now I would never ever, like it wouldn't be the, it'd be the last thing I would offer to someone. We, we put it there on the shelf because, you know, sometimes you can't steer someone away from what they want. Uh, but being a product that has a, has a background on it that's completely it's a proprietary blend you don't know what dosage you're getting per scoop it puts the products on the back um, but it doesn't lay out the clinical dose per scoop that you're going to get which I think is a lot more valuable to people that actually want to get the best out of their pre-workouts and thermogenics yeah cool so do you want to fill people in uh, because like proprietary blenders like something like myself and and yourself that know that understand the supplement industry a little bit better understand what that that means Mm. do you can you explain what that means to a normal listener? So if you just turn the back of the label of a, any supplement product and if you see basically a nutritional value panel that will lay out every single ingredient and the dosage per scoop or two scoops, um, you're generally going to get a product that has the right clinical dose. Some, pro- some ingredients will obviously differ per um, supplement company and, and things like that and that's what makes them a different product to the one next to it but if a product on the back has a nutritional value panel that literally states the caffeine and then underneath has the longest ingredients list you've ever seen and and no dosage amounts then you're generally having a proprietary blend so you're not going to know um, what dosage you're getting so really I, I personally always think it's an ineffective workout if you have it yeah, and like I guess sometimes that's uh, companies getting around putting in something that's uh, known to be valuable, but then can be more expensive to put into the supplement. So it, it makes their margins a little bit easier if it's. It's just an easy way blend. to cut the cost, to be honest. Yeah. Um, there's, it doesn't make it. It makes it basically a less valuable product. They could make it more. They focused on these clinical doses, then it would be a much better product. Yes, the margins for me and for them wouldn't be as good. But for the consumer, you're getting a return client. Other than that, you're just drinking lolly water, to be honest. Which is completely fine in some cases. Like I, I remember when I went in uh, as well, when I bought a pre-workout from you guys a few weeks ago, I was like, I don't really care what's in it. I, I just want it to taste good because yep. it's just something for me to drink before I start training. Yep. And but, but that's because I, I'm pretty much of the thoughts that it's like it's probably not going to influence my training that much yeah even if it, if i'm a little bit more excited or a little bit more amped up for the training over the course of 12 months it might make a difference of a couple of kilos on a bar and it's not going to yeah. create uh, it's not going to turn me from me into a world-class athlete in just having a pre-workout and not having it right uh, so let's go on to within the supplement industry what's uh, We've, t- we've covered the proprietary blends. Is there some recommendations or certain things besides the proprietary blends that you would uh, say to, for most people to avoid in that case? I would avoid not going into a supplement store with al- almost no idea what you want and then expecting a salesperson to sell you it. Because if you go in saying 
if someone said to you, oh, you just need to get a pre-workout and you go and have a pre-workout, you might be having something that's completely wrong for you. As I said prior, like if you, you're someone that doesn't drink coffee or you don't drink caffeinated beverages and then you go to having a pre-workout and the caffeine is so high, especially like I've got one product that has 400 milligrams of caffeine and it's the longest, uh, like super long lasting. You, you start off so that the caffeine works, like you've got caffeine anhydrous that hits you fast, um, gives you that quick energy boost. It's generally what's in your coffee. So you'll find like a crash when you have super high amounts and you'll crash and then it goes on to Infinergy um, and it's got a, that after and that comes on after the caffeine and hydrous kind of starts to go away and it keeps giving you that more energy longer lasting and that will come on about half an hour after you've taken the product and lasts about an hour and then you go to like VitaSure which comes on about 45 minutes to an hour after and then it gives you that super long lasting energy but if you're someone that maybe only has one coffee a day and you're drinking like 60 milligrams of caffeine and you go to 400 you're gonna you're gonna hate the product and it's literally gonna sit on your shelf and you've just wasted 70 bucks um so i think knowing your limits i think number one thing to know is like your caffeine limits um and then a lot of girls will say that they don't like the jittery feeling number one product for that is beta alanine um, and I think that's the number one thing. If girls don't want that jittery feeling, it, you basically look like you're scratching yourself um, to stay away from products that don't have beta-alanine in it. Yeah, and, that, and that's, uh, that's probably one of the uh, interesting things as well, though, because beta-alanine is probably one of the most uh, common ingredients that actually yeah. has a lot of research backing in supporting its, uh, its role in, as a supplement. Yeah. Um, a lot of... There's, it's pretty much one of the ones that consistently showed that it actually works versus a lot of the other uh, ingredients that you find in a lot of those supplements has kind of some shaky one study will say it works really well and then the yeah. next study says it does nothing yeah um, well the thing i think as well with beta alanine generally as soon as you get that scratchy itchy feeling it means it's an overdose for your body no amount of they haven't found a, a dosage of beta alanine that actually is lethal or anything it just means it's an overdose for your body and um like I'm just going off because I'm female, but if it's something that really bothers you as a female, then just take half a dose. Don't take the full dose if you don't like the feeling of it. Um, I think another thing people don't like is the metallic aftertaste of pre-workouts. Generally, the better the pre-workout, the worse the taste it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Right. And, and what are some staples for what, what stuff do you find is going to have the most positive impact on people uh in the supplement range obviously it's very dependent on their diet but is there yeah. some things that you uh that you find commonly are pretty good recommendations protein yeah always I, I think it's handy for anyone to have protein on them um we sell like i prefer an isolate it's a cleaner protein generally low in lactose um it's easy to digest uh two of the brands we have um primabolics uh which is a newcastle based protein is has the extra digestive enzymes and they've also added ashwagandha root which is a cortisol management um ingredient that they use and it actually just helps with muscle recovery so you kind of get that benefit if you are taking it post-workout that you get that extra post-workout um recovery that you need just something at um that he added extra doesn't didn't affect the margins or anything just something he wanted to change to make it the product more appealing um, to other people too yeah cool and and I think it all goes without saying that the key thing with when you are uh, doing supplements is that 
making sure that your food's right first. And, yeah. and that swings us a little bit into the other, one of the other services that you guys cover along with the cafe is the, uh, the meal prep. And we have quite a few of our clients that are, uh, have been getting their meal prep through you. And I, I had a couple of meals last week and they're quite, they're, they're a right combination between like, you've got your macros sorted and, uh, so it's very transparent on this is what you're getting out of this meal rather than you could be you get takeout anywhere and you don't really know what's going to be in it uh but then also like they're tasty meals as well they're not necessarily foods that you would go oh sweet i mean like if i just had this and didn't know where it came from you would be going i've made the like healthy boring choice you'd be going i've I've got myself a nice lunch here yeah uh so what was it that started up the the meal prep side for you guys what was it that inspired that I think coming from having a cafe and a supplement store it was the next step that everyone thought and assumed we were going to take and, and that's what we wanted to do. But I wanted to spend some time really working out what would make us different as a, as a meal prep company. Uh, and basically we came back and we're like, nowhere does fully personalised options. So can for people that personal trainers that make up their own meal plans and everything you can bring in your meal plan your set macros if you want your 150 grams of protein you wanted low carbs things like that you can have that completely tailored to you you can also just choose we have like our base menu um and you can choose from there it comes all the macros are transparent on there it will give you the calories your protein your fats and your carbs on on the mill and it's there for every single mill. Um, we also kind of wanted to choose mills that kind of kind of were relevant to everyone. They weren't your basic like your bodybuilding chicken, broccoli and rice. There are there's obviously rice and chicken and your broccoli in the mills, but you've got like your sauces which we've accounted for and the calories and the carbs and stuff to make them as macro friendly as possible but still taste because I don't think you should sacrifice taste just to be like bigger than you what you want to be or like unless you're competing for a challenge I really don't think that it's necessary to be so self like conscious on all these little things because I personally for me I find that they're the little things if I focus on them too much they make me unhappy um, I'd rather be able to enjoy a delicious meal and then know it's healthy at the same time. Yeah, for sure. And, that, and that's one of the things that I think people have somewhat sometimes get caught up in the misconception is that it can't be tasty and healthy or like any sauce is like bad for you or yeah. whatever. Like those sort of ideas, I think are very much outdated now with a lot of like both anecdotally of we, we've all seen when we've been around the industry for a while is People are able to be successful having the right amount of balance and eating the right amount of calories with the right amount of macros. And particularly protein is probably the biggest one yeah. uh, within that as support, protein to support your training and then carbs and fats to fuel whatever, you, whatever your choices are, whether you like those sorts of things. And I think that the people who do it really, really well and get the results, they, they tend to have that approach where they don't have to follow this thing exactly strict. Uh, but a lot of the people that get stuck turning, spinning their wheels and not making the long-term results that they want yeah. think that they have to follow this like extreme boring diet 
uh, when in reality, the people that are get, getting the results that they actually want aren't actually doing that. I think that I think that's the problem with though today's society is we spend so much time on social media watching all these people go on these fad diets, these crazy diets that. Like you see, they'll have one corn cracker with a little bit of cottage cheese and the next meal will be like three eggs boiled. And you know, like, it's crazy, it's boring, it's bland. And if it's not sustainable, like there's no way in the world that I would have that seven days in and out. I like to try new foods. Uh, I run a healthy cafe, but it doesn't mean that I don't like my unhealthy foods. It's all about balance. And I think these crazy fad diets has kind of changed and... Uh, I think it's in our generation it's a little different but in people that are like over 30s and 40s they're kind of stuck on that Jenny Craig biggest loser sort of thing that they need to eat minimal amount of calories and the problem that we're seeing in this society is everyone's under eating yeah and and I think that comes with like partly like binging and that that follows on from that as well I think uh, a big part of of all of that is just the, the misconceptions around it is yeah. how, how they, like everything's been demonized now. Yeah. Uh, 20, 30 years ago, we, uh, everyone said that fats was the thing that was making everyone fat. And then all of a sudden we turned around and went, hey, you know what? No, it's carbs. And then no, now it's sugar. Yeah. And then everyone thinks that all of those things are doing it then. Yeah. So how about it can't be all of those things all at once. Then what are you left eating? You're left eating salad with no calories at all. And then all of a sudden you go and binge on chocolate and eat a whole block by itself because you've got nothing else to eat. Well, it's, it's funny. I had a, a lady come in and she just wanted to get a protein bar and got talking to her and she told me that she has one meal a day. She wakes up in the morning and she has a meal replacement shake. Then at lunch she has a protein bar and then at dinner she will have a small salad. And I looked at her and I was like oh my God, like how do you, how, how is that sustainable for you? How are you enjoying life, like being so restrictive? And when, when you think about it, it's not even like a thousand calories there. And it's all these people that push and drop their calories so drastic. And then there's this big metabol- like metabolism issue where everyone slows their metabolism so bad and puts themselves in this starvation mode that one, they're not losing weight when they want to. And then when they go and binge and eat that then they're putting on so much so they're just increasing their set point way higher than when they originally started um she was shocked and I said I like minimum will have like 2,000 calories a day and if I don't eat 2,000 calories a day and especially hit my protein the next day I definitely pay for it because it I'm so sore and I, and I think that there touches on a uh, very big point within it all is that a lot of the people who are successful in their dieting and their nutrition is viewing it as like, how can I fuel myself successfully to have good energy levels and reach the goals that I'm after? Uh, that's versus the, I'm eating purely for the purpose of losing body yeah. fat or whatever that might be. It's like the people are too willing in some cases to give up on them going, I, I can actually feel good when I do this. It's like, yeah. I should feel miserable, yeah. which is not necessarily true. A lot, like uh, Nate's been gone through like quite a bit of a uh, weight loss journey coming up to his wedding and lost, I think around 10 kilos. And most of that time I was still seeing him eating lollies. Like uh, you can't, he's done it quite successfully and, and really well. And like most people would go, well, oh, but I couldn't do that. He's got a better metabolism. Yeah. I was like, well, he just knows how to work with that. It's and the whole saying hard. of, if it fits your macros, every like, unless you're 
wanting to pe- compete in bodybuilding and your your physique shows if it fit your, fits your macros it really does work I think as long as you hit your protein whatever comes underneath and it, if it fits it you can do what you want so you can have those times where if you want those lollies or sometimes I really I'll go through a phase where I just really need a little piece of chocolate at the end of the night and you know I, f- I found I gave up about a year and a half ago of being like you know what I need to lose weight I need to worry what the the scale says I'm definitely sitting at the heaviest I've ever been and like the happiest with the food and everything now because I'm eating more and I just I feel better um which is crazy to think that in five four to five years I've gone up in 15 kilos in weight but I'm actually smaller than I was back then yeah and there's a lot of uh we found that's pretty consistent with a lot of a lot of people that take on training as well as they end up leaner but just with building muscle is like oh your weight on the scales is different yeah Uh, or it's and it's most of the time it's going to go up for a while and uh but you can still manage to be significantly leaner than what you were before that point so i think that that leads us we'll start talking a little bit about your own training and obviously uh i heard you say earlier on that like getting up early back when you were managing pubs was not a uh not good for you uh how's that looked now because obviously you're balancing training your uh your or your own training you're running the business you guys are got to be up pretty early to start running that what what does your day look like at the moment with that on a good day i'll i'll wake up and i'll end up at work and i'll close at four and then i will go and train with jared in the afternoon um i used to train and i was the crazy person that did like that two two hours of training back when i was at uni when i had that time i only worked on the weekends so during the week i had all the time in the world outside of studying uh and now it's got to be as quick as an efficient as possible as a workout to get and 45 minutes is generally my cap now um I'll try and focus on my compounds as much because I know at least I'm using as much muscle groups as possible in a short amount of time compared to before being completely isolation exercises. Um, There's definitely no cardio involved anymore. (laughs) Nobody's got time for cardio. There's no time for cardio. Might incorporate some walks. but (laughs) Yeah, and I think that... uh that's a big thing there is like as you get busier and as life starts to take over how you adapt your training and how you adapt your lifestyle to fit those things in because obviously running a business doesn't necessarily ever stop there's no nine till five and then it's done and I go home some some days you're working on the weekends when you were meant to be off and some days I take up your uh day off to make you come here and record a podcast or and train train too (laughs) at least I don't have to do it in the afternoon (laughs) yeah uh but that's what are some tips that you would give to somebody that's maybe starting off in running a business and wanting to keep their training going or maybe it's the other way around and they've been very busy with their work for a while and they're trying to pick up their training habits uh and look after their health a little bit more what, what would be some tips to move forward with those these guys to finish up on i think the biggest thing i've had to take away is that 
life is not perfect and you will not get your six days of training in as much as you really like. Um, I thought running a business that would be around fitness and supplements and things like that, that I would be training the most I ever have. But the background work of it takes so much time. So I think the best thing to do is to make sure your workouts are efficient um, at the time of the day that's suited to you. If you're not a morning person, don't train in the morning. Don't force yourself to do something at a time that you don't want to be awake. Um, I think giving yourself those extra hours though will help you but if I think if you don't like it don't do it I just I've always been you push yourself in the things that you know are going to benefit you but if you really really despise something I like I would I don't put myself in that situation um like our chef she gets up at 3 a.m. and trains at 4 a.m. in the morning and I'm pretty sure for the past month and a half I have said to her I'll see you tomorrow morning and have never gotten up to train (laughs) because I want to sleep in until six o'clock and come to work and I'm like well I'll just train in the afternoon so I think prioritizing your time I think the biggest thing that's helped me is writing to-do lists and, and just seeing what your day looks like and seeing what your week looks like and making sure you fit and make that time for it, especially if that's where you want to dedicate your time. Like I know that's what I really want to do is focus and bring up my health so much more because I'm not training as much as I, w- as, as I would have liked when I first started. Like I will only get in three sessions a week. Um, but as long as I make those as efficient and I get the most out of those sessions, I think I'm doing cool Good for myself so so i'm hearing out of that like the main the main ideas is one making it count when you do get the time and yep. then two picking the right times that are going to work for you rather than you trying to fit into somebody else's lifestyle or, or yeah. another that somebody else thinks that you should have to do it that way is there anything in terms of the nutrition uh obviously one of the easiest ways is get yourself arena and get her to meal prep for you <laughs> uh but is there any tips uh alongside that that these guys and girls that are busy lifestyles and maybe running a business could uh work with well i think one thing is if you don't want to track your macros at least make sure you're having enough protein to keep you going um i always say a protein shake if you want to chicken eat your chicken raw do what my partner does and eat your chicken raw no don't eat it raw actually (laughs) you'll you'll end up you'll get salmonella (laughs) no eat your chicken plain um or as my partner does he takes a a beef result well two big beef results to work and that's all he eats because he doesn't believe in uh micronutrients um but just be mindful of decisions you're making. Like, you know, when you look at it, you go, is this going to fuel me for the next few hours or is this going to fuel me for five minutes? Um, I think that's the best way to look at it all. Cool. Awesome. I love that. I think that's a great point to finish on. So, uh, Tay, if you want to give us a little bit of an idea of where people can find you if they're listening to this and are interested in the meal prep or the the shop, uh, anything in general, uh, whereabouts is the best place to go? Uh, so we are located uh, on Nine Wilsons Road, Mount Hutton, uh, just in the Ford's Corner little shopping centre there, um, just off Warner's Bay Road. Yeah, cool. And social media platforms, what are um, you guys on most commonly? Instagram and Facebook at Industry Eats and Supplements. Perfect. Thanks so much for coming in, Tay. Really appreciate it. And thanks for uh, what you've been able to help us out with so far with the uh, Strongman <laughs> competitions and helping keep our clients all fueled up and ready to go. Um, Look forward to hopefully having you on again soon. Thanks for having me.